0: Hey guys, it's Sarah with Espigadites. Today is the first episode of Espigadites Eats podcast and I'm really excited for some of the things I have lined up for it. Today's episode is kind of just a little more background on myself. My wonderful partner, Tatiana, uh, kind of interviews me, um, asking me some personal questions and how I started Espigadites. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys follow along. Feel free to send me an email or shoot me a DM on Instagram with any suggestions or topics, um, guests you might want on the show. Also bear with me because it is my first podcast ever. So, (laughs) the quality can only go up from here, I hope. Uh, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, this is Sarah. I am the creator of S.B. Good Eats on Instagram, and this is the first podcast episode for S.B. Good Eats.
1: (laughs) Name to be determined.
0: (laughs) So I thought we'd start off with an interview with myself, since I have remained anonymous for many, many years. Um, So of course, I have my wonderful partner in crime here to interview me, Tatiana. A week or so ago, I put out an Instagram on my personal one asking my friends what kind of questions they think people would want to know about me personally or about food, whatever. So uh, Tatiana's got a couple of those, and I'm sure she's kicked up a couple of her own questions as well. So here we go.
1: (laughs) All right. So... This is Tatiana. I am the and friends portion of SB Good Eats and friends. Um, so I've, I've separated these questions into the more backgroundy sort of questions to kind of get you, give listeners an idea of where SB Good Eats kind of kickstarted. Um, and then there's some kind of fun, interesting questions tied in as well. So why don't you start off with telling me a little bit about yourself? In your, like, personal background before we go into S.P. Goody's background.
0: Well, I first moved to Santa Barbara in 2008. I am, well, I'm originally from, I was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee for the early part of my life, and then my parents moved to Fresno, California for some reason. Um, I spent most of elementary school, junior high, high school there, And then I moved to Santa Barbara for college. I went to Westmont College, a tiny private school there uh, in the hills of Montecito. Uh, I was a bio major, graduated in 2012. After I graduated, I spent the summer in Guatemala on a missions trip. And then I moved back to Santa Barbara after that. And kind of was just living and working here. I worked at Backyard Bulls for like almost two years, I think. And then I was a, like an office manager of a air conditioning sort of HVAC place. <laughs> and then I worked at Starbucks for a while as well, the one in Montecito. And then now I work for a doctor, I guess sort of like an office manager there too. And on the side, I just eat a lot of food.
1: Did you talk about your background, like family background?
0: Oh, uh, my family's Cambodian. And so I grew up eating a lot of different things. Someone once asked me if there was a food that I don't like.
1: I think you're still trying to figure that one out.
0: Yeah, I can't honestly think of a food that I don't like. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they're Cambodian. Um, so I grew up eating a lot of different weird things i've tried frog i've had uh crickets and bamboo worms and tarantula that was interesting hate spiders
1: yeah you ate one. absolutely
0: hate spiders <laughs> <laughs> um just all all kinds of foods oh uh most people hate durian. it's like the super stinky uh fruit <clears throat> found in southeast asia it's really spiky on the outside I love it. I'll eat it straight after you open it or uh, my family does like a, it's like a warm sauce and you put it over rice and eat it. It's almost like an applesauce kind of thing. Grew up eating that all the time.
1: Can I That's just like a have a little aside here? Sure. Um, or kind of take you on a tangent. Okay. What, how, how would you describe the flavor of Drain? I don't know. Because <laughs> I have yet to smell it, taste it.
0: The smell doesn't really bother me very much, but I feel like people have said it smells like an armpit or something. Ew. Like that. <laughs> Not very appetizing, I guess. <laughs> Yet you still eat it. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it smells sweet to me and um, it tastes pretty sweet to me too. And when you open it up, it's yellow and it's kind of just this like big blob Um, And you can divide it into sections and each little section has its own little pit too. It's kind of like a savory, sweet, and creamy flavor to me. I'm sure that's not what other people get (laughs) because a lot of people hate it. On Google, it says it's supposed to taste like diced garlic and caramel poured into
1: whipped so
0: I don't know if I really get
1: that but
0: I'll find a picture and
1: like you're really selling it to yeah me. I know right.
0: I'm not trying to sell it because I'm keeping it all to myself <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite it's probably one of my favorite things okay because I just grew up on it
1: yeah okay I don't know all right to each their own I suppose are you ready to jump into some fan questions sure okay fan questions whatever you want to call it friends fans so, how, I guess first question is How did you get started with um, SB Good Eats?
0: Well, it kind of started as a joke, is what I always like to say. Back, I don't know, I think I started it. I think I made the account in like 2013 because I used to post food photos on my personal Instagram account all the time. And people would always say, Stop posting food or whatever. They would comment that, and then I guess I just took it too personally one day and was like, <laughs> "Fine, I'm gonna make a new Instagram and I'll just post to it on there." And if anyone wants to follow it, they can follow it. So I did that, and I but I wasn't very active on it. I didn't post that often, and my pictures were horrible, <laughs> very bad photos. I've by seen the way. those pictures. And then I started when I first moved back to Santa Barbara. Though I have to say, I was very much of like a homebody. I'd never really. Left my apartment or I just cooked a lot at home and I didn't really go out or anything like that. And then once I started working at Backyard Bowls and met people and became friends with all these people, started going out more often and eating out more often. And that's kind of when it sort of took off, I guess, like late 2013, 2014, maybe. I don't know. Um, And then my intention of starting it actually um, was that I was going to, you know, like find the best deals in Santa Barbara oh, you can go to this taco place and get three tacos for, I don't know, $9 or something like that. Or, so so kind of like
1: the underground access.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so when I used to post, I remember I would put in the captions the prices for everything that I was ordering. <laughs> and then I remember it becoming a really big pain in my ass to do that. And some of the things that I ordered probably were not very, like, budget-friendly for people. I don't know. So then I stopped doing that. And then I started putting the description of all my dishes in because my biggest pet peeve when I look at other food Instagram accounts is if something looks really good, unless it's, like, very obvious what kind of dish it is, like a lobster roll, like, I want to know what's in it. Because if it looks really good and it's at a place nearby or somewhere I'm traveling, like, I want to order it. I guess you could look at the menu. But I don't know. Like, it's nice to know ahead of time, I guess. That's just yeah it's like convenience
1: too like if you have all that information right in front of you
0: yeah I don't know so I always I always try to post whatever I'm eating if it's something that I've posted before sometimes I'll skip it and just try to do a punny caption doesn't always work but
1: uh, (laughs) yeah so do you think that that's like the primary reason why you wanted to start documenting your food ventures or was there another aspect to it I've kind of always been
0: someone who likes to document things. I love photography. I'm not that great at it as far as like not food. (laughs) But, you know, I think traveling is one of my biggest passions in life. And when I was in school, I studied abroad in Thailand and Cambodia. I think that's probably when it started because I took photos of everything, of everyone, of every single dish. And... I think it did reach a point where it was kind of annoying because I probably took photos of people that they didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) when you look back on it now, you're like, oh, remember when that happened? I don't know. Um, So I think that's kind of where it started. I think it's cool to see other cultures in, you know, what their food looks like and dishes that they make and things like that. And I think that being able to connect over food is a great thing. You know, you connect over what it tastes like and the the atmosphere, but also that's a place where you come and you get to tell each other stories about your life or other things you've done or, you know, whatever. So
1: That's pretty cool. So I guess f- documenting food is kind of like a subset of documenting life to you.
0: Yeah, though, I, I realized over the years that I don't necessarily document my life as much. My phone consists of... Pictures of food, pictures of my dogs, and then concerts. <laughs> That's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> the three things you need in life. Food, pups, music. Uh, I and used to take, I,
0: when I was in school, when I was in college, I took pictures of everything. I made videos every year. Oh, my gosh. I made these, like, recaps of the year and, like, mute, had, you know, had the music and everything. <laughs> I was such a nerd. And then I would post them on Facebook. I don't do that a- a- anymore or as much. I think my priority has just shifted to food. <laughs> so,
1: All right. What is your favorite part about being a foodie?
0: Um, I mean, obviously the food. Duh. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, though, the coolest part about it is the people that I get to meet. I think I've met a lot of really cool, interesting people out there. And some of my closest friends have come from Simply being a foodie, I guess, um, or, you know, going to these restaurants or bars or whatever and getting to know, you know, the, the manager or the bartender or whatever, and then actually making a relationship outside of that environment and getting to know them and where they come from and how they started. And, um, I think that's been a really cool aspect of the whole thing.
1: Nice. Um, So I guess this kind of ties ties into the next question. What are some perks people wouldn't expect?
0: I mean, it kind of depends on... There's so many aspects to being a foodie that I don't know if people actually realize because you can be a foodie and you can be, you know, this really big Instagram presence, but then you're also, you know, you could be considered an influencer too. And so when you're... If you're involved in these influencer communities or programs, then it goes a little bit further than just free food or free products. Um, What if I, I've gotten some random things before, I think, but I can't think of them at the moment, (laughs) but I've gotten like fitness brands who want me to try their leggings and I'm kind of like, well, I could, but I really don't know how I can make that tie into my Esky, 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 SB Good Eats page. There's there's <laughs>
1: one that I remember you getting um, asked to to promote. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed to say that on T-M-pods, your podcast? guys. Okay. It was very strange.
0: <laughs> I was like, have you looked at my food page? Because I don't think that's going to fit what you're going for. <laughs> That was strange.
1: That was the one that I was like, okay, and random, interesting. I think
0: at that point, though,
1: um, kind of a stretch. It, it
0: the, it's because they they want your audience. You know, yeah. you have a big audience. They want to go for the the Instagrams that have the bigger audiences, which I it makes sense. But you know, I can work with like, I could work with leggings. I guess. Yeah. I could find a way to make that work, but. I, couldn't do tampons.
1: <laughs> be like, oh, are you on your nope. experience? Nope.
0: Room? Nope. Menstruals. <laughs> just not even going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's only really one way that it could work, and it's being, like, hangry and PMSing. Yeah, I guess. That's true. You know, mm. but still, I feel like that'd be Watch really... out if you see an ad. That would be really I'm strange for your to. followers to kind of see yeah, abruptly on your page. Yeah, that's
0: a, a little weird. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, those are some interesting perks.
0: Headphones. Someone wanted me to do headphones a while back. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. I guess that would be coming handy now if I'm like, hey, I'm podcasting.
1: Yeah, there you Uh, go. Yeah. Uh, Would you do this full time if you could? I think you would. I
0: would love to. (laughs) I'm not sure what that would look like exactly, but I would love to if it were obviously if it paid well and things like that or whatever but mm-hmm. I mean it's not re- it's not a very it's not a very easy thing to do and you, you have to at least in my experience you have to put a lot of money into it aka you have to go out to restaurants and bars and things like that and spend money and yeah. eat and take pictures and like it doesn't just happen overnight I mean maybe for some people maybe they already have the resources or, but yeah I mean if I could I would but Currently, I cannot, so.
1: Have it be your little side gig for now. It's just a side. It's a
0: fun little but
1: hobby, I suppose. you are also up and coming, so I think you have maybe big things in <laughs> store for you. Next question is, what do you think helped your business grow?
0: Friends, obviously. I get a lot of people who tell me, oh my gosh, I told someone to go follow you, which I – appreciate. Thank you to everyone who has done that. People who tag me in things, I feel like that's been a big thing. And also just, you know, restaurants that repost your, repost my photos. I think what really gave me my big break, I guess, quotations. Quote, unquote. (laughs) Uh, Was, um, you know, we used to go to Eureka all the time, at least once a week. This was a couple years ago. And we would go every Wednesday night for their steal the glass with a, which I'm pretty sure they still do. And you go and you, uh, they have a, a featured beer for that night. And if you buy the featured beer, they have the brewery there or reps from the brewery there. And so you can buy the beer and you get to get one of their glasses too from the brewery. So you get to keep the glass. You pay like I don't know six seven. To maybe ten, eleven bucks, depending on the beer, um, but you get to keep the glass. And so a big group, like huge group of us, would always go every, every Wednesday. I think we legitimately went for a year straight every single Wednesday. <laughs> so I've got plenty of beer glasses. But so we would go to Eureka all the time, and I would always post about them. And for months, they would try to figure out who I was. And whenever I go to a restaurant. I usually try to leave them a note, like, complimenting either their, the food, the service, the drinks, whatever it is, whatever stands out to me. And I'll leave a note, and um, at the end, I always sign it off as, at, SB good eats and friends. <laughs> so, so, I've never really, like, said who I was or anything like that. And then finally, I think I was there one afternoon, and uh, I posted a story and then they found me one of the managers came over and found me so then it, from then on they you know whenever i would go in they'd they'd come say hi they'd re they'd send a dish out or something like that and then they would always repost my stuff whether it be on the story or um on on their feed um and so i feel like that was really what kind of pushed it because for a while i think that year, and maybe only had like 300 followers. And then by the end of that year, I had gotten up to like 3,000, 4,000 or something like that. And then that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of where it took off, I guess. And then just having other businesses, you reach out and ask like, hey, like, do you want to come in and try our new happy hour menu or whatever?
1: Like we'll comp you a dish or something like that. Do you think location had anything to do with how successful you've been? Because this is just my own question that I was thinking of was, so, you know, you get these places like New York or L.A. and these really big cities where there's a lot of, you know, food culture. So, you know, you see all these different influencers there just like skyrocketing because of all the content or potential content there is. Do you see that with Santa Barbara? Do you think that the size of Santa Barbara, the food scene, maybe the fact that we're still kind of relatively new in the whole social media game, do you see all those as factors that have helped you or not?
0: I mean, yeah, I guess I think so. I mean, when I started... Espigot I don't remember there really being any food Instagrams like that. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I personally don't remember seeing many. I think, like, definitely over the last couple of years, it's, like, people are popping up. I feel like every day I see a new, like, food Instagram or uh um like cocktails or the Instagrams that are like, oh, we're all about the events and the food and uh the happy hours or something like that. And so it's like a mix almost like
1: lifestyle.
0: Yeah. But there are a lot of there are definitely a lot of food Instagrams <laughs> out there now. Um and I think that with so many of these up and coming restaurants that Santa Barbara has and breweries and things like that, that's definitely helped. But yeah, and if I were, I think if I were in the L.A., I think I would have more followers just because there's so much freaking food Yeah, in L.A. And the food that they, like, it's just, their food is insane. You know, like, it looks insane.
1: The I mean, they are definitely,
0: yeah, there are definitely places in Santa Barbara that do the same thing, but it's just so much more in your face when you're in L.A. But I think Santa Barbara's getting there. And I think that in a couple of years, it's... It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. I mean, I feel like it's already getting bigger, um, and people know about these restaurants in Santa Barbara. And um, my hope is that if people do follow me who aren't from Santa Barbara is that they go to the places that are on my Instagram. That's that's the goal, right? So I try my best to take those photos that
1: make people want to go to the places that I go to. (laughs) So... Here's going to be a, a challenging question for you. What is your actual favorite restaurant? And then I added in or out of Santa Barbara. Or you can answer that as two separate questions.
0: Um, in Santa Barbara at the moment, I would probably say. Oh, man. The two places that come into mind immediately. Um, empty Bowl or most recently Bettina ooh I don't think I've ever had a bad experience or dish from empty Bowl whenever I've gone and then pizza I just love the the pizza patina is so good um even just their classic pepperoni pizza is amazing it's so good I love it I would have to go using this tie too. yeah okay. I can't I can't really decide. <laughs> Outside of Santa Barbara?
1: I would vote Boiling Crab.
0: Boiling Crab is good. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I will say that Hash Kitchen in Phoenix is oh, freaking yeah. amazing. And they got a Bloody Berry bar
1: there that everyone has to go to if you're ever in Phoenix. Also, they have the Mimosa Flight for those individuals that don't like Bloody Marys. Yeah, the Mimosa Flight's pretty good. It was great.
0: I don't know. I'll have to think about that one later on. I'll probably come up with a restaurant.
1: All right, cool. What do you do if you get invited to a restaurant to feature them and you hate the food?
0: You know, honestly, I don't think that has happened to me yet. I I would hope that that would never happen, but I can't say that I have ever been invited somewhere and didn't enjoy the food. I mean, I think, obviously, with everyone, you're always going to have the favorite dish in a dish that you don't like as much but I can't say that I've gone somewhere at least that someone has invited me to where I didn't like their food and if that were to happen then I think I would go that route where I would probably highlight what I thought were the best qualities of the restaurant whether that be their service or cocktails or something like that and at least post about that because you know, if they're inviting you to go try something, then that's the least you could do. But I don't know. That's a it's a hard one because then I also don't want to like misguide people and have people be unhappy with it. But then again, like my tasting preferences are different probably very different than everyone else's. So you never really know. There's only ever been one spot, I think. Well one spot that i can think of right now where i've gone myself with a friend and did not enjoy the food <laughs> <laughs> and uh i think i did post about it because i take i took a decent photo mm. and um i liked the photo so then i posted it and i didn't say i don't think i said anything like negative necessarily negative i think i probably just wrote like well the food was Mediocre, but you could get a beer for like $3
1: or something like that. Yeah, give them give him a little shout out. Um,
0: I think that's literally the only time where I have ever said something like that. I typically like to highlight my favorite dishes from a place. and off- And obviously, because it's my favorite, I would rave about it. If I really don't like a place, I won't post about it. And if that does happen, then usually I try to go back again a separate time, maybe during a different time of the day and order something different, or I'll look up like reviews and see what other people really like and at least give them another shot. But I haven't been in that in that particular place where someone asked me to go and I don't like it, so I'm hoping that never happens because <laughs> I don't really know what I would do, but... If you guys have some suggestions. You can DM me on Instagram and tell me. <laughs> Sticky situation.
1: Okay. So I have a question that I wrote down that came to mind when you were talking about your your personal background. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Tennessee has such a rich food history. Um, do you feel that growing up there has influenced your interest in this industry and also your you know, food tastes? No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I only say that because I was really young when I lived in Tennessee. And I don't particularly remember ever really eating out too much okay. because my parents always cooked. Um, so I ate a lot of Cambodian food. And I think we had family friends who owned like a Chinese restaurant or something. So it was either eating at home or we were always at the Chinese restaurant. So I don't think. That really played a role. I would love to go back. I haven't been back since we moved away. Um, I know the food scene there is huge. And there's like an Instagram that I follow there. That's got like 300,000 followers or something like that. But yeah. I No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's all kind of. I think it honestly all really started when I moved to Santa Barbara.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well. That's an honest answer. (laughs) Um, One more serious question, and then there's a couple little fun ones in here. So why did you want to start a podcast?
0: Well, I've recently really gotten into listening to podcasts. And, I mean, you can honestly make a podcast about anything these days. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't know. I think it was just a – I think it's a cool way to growing – good eats i suppose
1: different platform
0: and yeah and i think um you know it's a it's something different it's different than what most people i say would say are doing here um i know there are a couple of santa barbara podcasts out there that are kind of like wanting to interview um like business owners and entrepreneurs and things like that so that's really cool Um, And that's essentially, I guess, what I'm going for too. But I really just want to focus on the people in the food industry. I've, you know, I've worked in the food industry for so many years. And I think it would just be really cool to see how some of these places started. Um, You know, like how did Dave's dog start and. What does he do for fun if he's not working? And where does he go to eat if he doesn't eat a hot dog? You know, like <laughs> things like that. I think it's really interesting to hear where people come from. It would just be cool to see what they do in their everyday life it, because it's probably very similar to what I do in my everyday life. <laughs>
1: when you're not eating out. What yeah. are you doing? Making podcasts.
0: Um, I don't know. That uh, That's just – it's really – it was on my mind for a couple weeks. It's also a great way to – continue promoting you know these businesses and restaurants that everyone loves and i just thought well why not give it a shot so
1: here we are cool well i am excited to you know see what sort of content you create on this platform and all of your special guests that have already you know agreed to to come aboard me too anyway Okay, so to <laughs> round out this first ever SB Good Eats podcast, I have four or five more questions and they're kind of like snap answer questions. Great. So I guess let's get started. What is your favorite snack food?
0: Probably like cheese crackers and like salami and prosciutto or something like Charcuterie. that. Charcuterie? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. I do eat a lot of that.
1: What is your lazy, I don't want to cook meal?
0: It's probably like in and out, to be honest. Um, what is your hangover meal? Pho. Always. <laughs> Hands down pho. I don't care if it's a hundred degrees outside. I will eat uh, a bowl of phu if I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> it truly helps. It works. Truly Magic.
1: helps. What is your go-to spot?
0: Go-to spot.
1: Yeah. So I guess not necessarily, I don't, I don't really know. Someone else asked this question, but I guess... My interpretation would be not necessarily your favorite spot, but, like, a spot if you're debating on where to eat, it's like, oh, I can always go there.
0: Oh, man, that's a hard one. Where do I always go?
1: I feel like now that you've kind of expanded. I don't really have a go-to spot. We haven't really been doing a lot of repeats. Yeah. I mean, uh, repeating enough to make it, like, a go-to spot. Like, we've definitely been back to, you know, certain places here and there, but. I don't know if I have one. The only thing I would think for you is South Coast Deli because you are required to eat that for work. I do get that for lunch a lot. (laughs) We get Monies
0: pretty often for lunch. Oh, yeah. I would say. I'll have to think about that later. Okay. Mention it in a different episode.
1: All right. Yeah. Just mull (laughs) it over a little bit. Uh, This last question that I have for you is not food related, but it was asked of someone. (laughs) And you have to answer it in full, honestly. because. I would love to hear your response as well. What is your favorite planet and why? I'm just going to say Pluto because Pluto is a planet. <laughs> it actually just got reinstated,
0: I think. <laughs> uh when I was a kid, we had to make a like a 3D Instagram of the solar system. I was probably in like
1: uh, I'm sorry, 3D Instagram? I mean, <laughs> wow,
0: 3D model? Diagram. Diagram. <laughs> Diagram. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had to do that in, like, I think it was in fifth grade, and at the time, I remember Jupiter being my favorite planet, and that's only because I liked Sailor Jupiter Jupiter. from Sailor Moon.
1: (laughs) That's probably the only reason why. That definitely influenced my favorite planet as well growing up. What? Venus? Mars? No, Jupiter. Pluto? Sailor Jupiter. Oh.
0: Oh, we have the same Sailor Moon? I mean, she was the green whatever. one, right? With the green. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, Sailor Mars is pretty dope too, though. Okay. So you're saying Jupiter? I don't know. Solely based off the sure. ch- show that you watched. We'll watch. go with Jupiter. Okay. That is subject to change. I subject guess. to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that uh, concludes my end. Okay. I don't know if you have any anything else to say to your listeners tune in next time i'm not
0: really sure if i'm gonna try and do like a weekly thing i think that might be a little too much at first um i'm thinking probably two episodes a month so every other week i suppose and then probably depending on time and people and maybe weekly i think that'd be awesome to do it weekly but you never know but uh just a big thank you to everyone who has supported SB Good You guys are awesome. It definitely would not be what it is today without the followers and fans of SB Good and um, I honestly can tell you right now that I never would have imagined that it would be what it is today. I was just starting it for fun as a place to put my food photos <laughs> so people wouldn't get mad at me. But because of it, and because of what it is now, I've been able to do some really cool things. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, for that and um, some cool people that I've met
1: along the way. And hopefully those cool people will soon be featured on your podcast.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I hope so too. There's a couple that I'm eyeing. You're going <laughs> to get a message from me soon probably. <laughs> but also too, if you listen and um, you're a big foodie or you run a food Instagram or you're a restaurant owner or whatever it is you do in Santa Barbara, and you want to be on, just shoot me a DM um, at sbgoodeats, or um, you can message me on my personal one, at Sarah Chum, S-A-R-A-H-C-H-H-2-H's-U-M, as in Mary. You can also shoot me an email, sarah at sbgoodeats.com. I'm more than happy to get you guys on. Would love to talk with you, meet you, be friends with you, eat with you, drink with you. So be on the lookout. I do have some guests lined up hopefully actually recording some episodes later this week with people. So it should be really cool. The SB Good Eats podcast is hosted by Sarah Chum. The song featured is Paradise by Ikes Music. You can find him on Instagram at Ikes in Music. I K S O N M U S I C. S B Good Eats is a proud Crowd Cow ambassador. Know your farmer, eat better meat. To get $25 off your first order, visit www.crowdcow.com S B Good Eats. Don't forget to follow S B Good Eats on Instagram at S B and like our Facebook page.